Welcome back, everybody, for another episode of the What's Really Going On podcast, episode number 78. As always, I am joined by Henry and Mackenzie. But before we get into everything, all the news, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WRGOPod. Be sure to like, subscribe, listen, and play on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Be sure to check out our website, what's really going on.com. Wait, what's really going on pod.com. Somebody might check me on that. That might or may or may not be right. But anywho, as always, I'm joined by Mackenzie and Henry. Henry has the stun of shades on for our audio listeners. He is clearly uh, one step above us. How, how are you guys today? <laughs> I'm still trying to find the sun um, <laughs> that Henry's hiding from. So, <laughs> why well, use a trader? And to correct Noah, the the website is it, it. You said it correctly. It's what's really going on. Pod.com. I have my shades on because when we talk about uh, this stuff later, <laughs> yeah, well, we I, might as well start with it now. We, I can't see y'all niggas. I'm yeah. <laughs> what did you do this weekend? My eyes are swollen. Uh, I may have may or may or may have not been at Astro Fest, but or Astro yeah, World. But we talking about may or may not because they coming for everybody. <laughs> you better, hey, yo, Henry, you know what? You need to before we get it before because this is our big fact. You need to make it definitive that you were there because when you try to hit him with that lawsuit, them lawyers going to be like, he said he may or may not have been there, your honor. Well, Again, I may or may not have been there, and which in case I was, I personally would not be moving forward with the lawsuit. I would just maybe request a refund if I was there. Um, but we're talking about food for thought right now. <laughs> if you happen to be there, supposedly, right? Allegedly. Allegedly. On to the food for thought. Uh, the biggest thing that happened in the last week was the Virginia gubernatorial election. Uh, last week, Republicans won in a race that was dominated by education with a special focus on critical race theory. I know we've talked about it in the past, but this time kind of from a different perspective, um, though it's not taught in Virginia public schools and is a graduate level law course. Uh, the term really educated Republican voters, which led to him winning. So I guess, what do you all think should be the attack against critical race theory? Because clearly it's going to be on the rise and even though it's not a real thing republicans are going to use it so what do you guys think about kind of republicans using this as like a rallying cry for their voters which is somewhat successful <laughs> i think you <laughs> Wait, i thought henry i thought you were going to say something <laughs> i always try to like let you talk because you know i'm good for like talking a lot or being long-winded um, and then sometimes get a little overpassionate and cutting in on others. Um, but my take here is just simply that like they're like baiting to do anything to kind of like get back to that. Like, I guess. <clears throat> uh, what was you know, has like a split in the uh, Congress mm -hmm. and basically they're trying to get the winning foot, in my opinion. Um because most people can't even understand that on like a like basic level. So if you like chop it up and spew it however and throw it out to let's say, you know, a audience who isn't necessarily educated, then they're gonna eat it up and go with it. 
Yeah, no, I feel like Republicans are using this just as another way um, to suppress other thought out like outside thinking to think about other things critically literally um just challenging the what is it the status quo and I just feel like critical race theory I mean I feel like it can withstand I hope that this is just a ploy or just a moment but I don't know because I feel like it's going to be something that we're going to continue to see that's a conflict because I feel like as we just get older especially with Gen Z um, being a little bit more aggressive and progressive overall, but I still feel think feel like that critical race theory is going to be a thing that's going to be a problem and something that Republicans can lean into as another reason why to suppress other people, yeah, like the others. I think what was like annoying, at least in like the Virginia case, was like that like the people didn't really have like a good way to kind of just talk about how it's bullshit like I think even though something is crazy you still have to have the words to be able to describe it you can't just say like it's not real like yes it's not but you actually have to go about one how it's not real but two because kind of how like to your point Mackenzie like how it's just kind of like oh now we can't learn about what actually happened in this country mm-hmm. like it's not I guess Republicans of course are fragile as hell so they've made it like oh it's an attack on villainizing white people and it's like if that's what you take about it like I can't help you but I mean who knows I think it's I just think to your point Mackenzie it's just something that's just not going to go away yeah we shall see so on to the next topic there was also uh since they had some elections in Minneapolis uh last week voters decided to vote against a proposal that would replace the city's police department with the department of public safety um this kind of revamped what we know of kind of like a revamped policing would be very scaled down it would have like a lot less kind of like actual police with uh, firearms and have a lot more people kind of who are termed as like crisis in a like crisis people who step in 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 crisis moments who do not always have to have a physical weapon on them um the measure was brought up in response to the murder of george floyd um nearly 18 months ago um I guess this is like a broad question, but like, what does this mean for the state of social justice? Because I think for me, I look at Congress and I'm like, they're not doing anything. And, you know, white people try to think, oh, Biden's a return to normalcy. And it's like, I didn't vote for him for that. Like, I wanted student loans. I wanted social justice. And if y'all aren't giving me that, what's up? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm like getting more frustrated about this by the day. Um, I feel like this means, I think that this is just showing that what, what exactly it does reform look like to us, like mm-hmm. real, real talk, like, because, yeah. you know, we all talk about this. Um, actually, I think it's two parts. It's that. And also you would then have to look at who's actually voting, because then that'll probably give you a picture of who's really, if it's mostly older voters, then yeah, I'm sure that they're probably still into the traditional police force. Um, But if it is a diverse amount of people voting and it's young people and older people, then I do question like, well, what are we exactly looking for? Because we always talk about the reform in policing. But if there, I mean, it seems like it was a a good step in the right direction, but if they didn't vote for it, then what exactly is reform? What does that look like to me? So I don't want to be like, (laughs) <laughs> the devil's advocate but i typically am with you too um so when we talked about george well no it was like a few months after george floyd and we were talking about police reform and i kept pressing like well what does that look like well what does that and then 
you guys kept like kind of getting flustered and we moved on but point um for me that kind of pinpoints to that is like we have to as a minority community specifically black americans we should probably get on the same page as like what that looks like right so let's say in like minneapolis they had the opportunity to like vote to replace the police which in my opinion could have been good especially especially if you have like a government agency stepping in and they could probably put like processes in place for like handling certain situations rather that's like you know an actual like crime versus a mental health issue um etc cetera, etc cetera. so like that's kind of how i'm like feeling for it because like again let's say minneapolis gets this opportunity which i i would presume this is a good opportunity and then in dc they don't or in georgia they don't it becomes like a conflict of reform let's just say like in georgia they just want to decrease the budget by <clears throat> excuse me ten thousand dollars does that really do anything so again i think it comes to like us getting a strategy or plan or play together of like what reform looks like for us as a minority community especially black americans all together and then attempted to like push this on local levels um so yeah but yeah. then my question to you though oh sorry Noah. no what what could there be a one-size-fits-all for a social justice reform po- policing across the country well no but that's why you have like federal mandates that you can put in place to where like okay, a police can't show up to a non-criminal, you know, situation with a firearm or they have to be trained a certain way or you cut the budget and it's spent on X, Y, and Z and they're very thorough with like, you know, submitting these reports to the appropriate, uh, I guess, like authority in that situation. Um, So on and so forth, you just like make federal mandates to where again everybody is at least operating on this level and then you have those check-ins on a state level to where like if in Georgia we deal with over policing and you know what is that uh stopping first we deal with stopping first like that terribly but in California it's more so like I don't know um municipal stuff i don't know point is like it does look different on local and state levels but if you have like federal mandates in place to kind of like have an operative like system or format of like or check like this is what it should look like excuse me i think that would be like a good push so again like if us as like citizens are nationwide wanting police to stop doing this stopping for us to stop shooting us or whatever it may be then we need to have like, I would say a strategy or a plan or play as to what that looks like and then start pushing that agenda. Yeah, I think it's I think it's only difficult because I think with all of these things, like the ball is moving every time and the goalpost always changes, not necessarily because we, as I mean, I believe, I don't think we as people don't know what we want. I feel like we're very clear of like, hey, the problem is that police are shooting and killing us and we're over-policed and all of the, and which has then impact on all of these other segments of our community and our lifestyle. I would then say in most of these cases, like obviously, unless it's just like a state, a city election like Atlanta, where, hey, it's a majority black voting population, most of the time that's not the case. So I think it's like, I don't think it's on us to know what we want. I think it's like white people, like what, 
the fuck are you accepting? Like what? Like what? Where? Okay, so like that to me is almost like I don't know the proper term, but how you expect white people to have an issue with what's going on with black people when it doesn't like it doesn't affect them now? But then, but I, I agree with that. And then I think what I'm then saying is that all of these people, and then I think it's almost like you're just shining the spotlight on their bullshit. Like you can't claim that hey, this is something that you care about. <laughs> all gonna do. At a certain point, I just think shame works. And at a certain point, okay, maybe we just think different because on some like real stuff, me as a person, I don't care about nothing that they don't have nothing to do with me. And all of us are the same way because we're entitled, almost elitists who like prescribe to certain lifestyles. So, like with that entitlement, excuse me, let me calm down. I'm sorry. With that entitlement, we all walk around like I was just going to the grocery store and there was a homeless person out there. And am, am I at fault for her being homeless? Am I supposed to care? I mean, let, let me clarify here when I say this, because it's like, wow, I'm saying like if her homelessness doesn't affect my livelihood, it's really not an issue. Right. So I say the same thing to white people. Like, I get what you're saying. They should care. They blah, blah, blah. But if we're not pressing it. And don't have a strategy. How are we gonna put the burden on them? But then, that don't make sense to me. But then I think that's like we are doing that. Like we've been consistent. It's not when like and where, because like again, I'm not trying to cut you off, but like it, it comes to a point to where like we see time and time again where whether it's George Floyd or <clears throat> Trayvon Martin or whatever situation. Yeah, we protest for that second. We want police to stop shooting us, but like, what does that look like in real time? But that's my only question to both of y'all. Like, we want reform, but what does reform look like in real time? If we don't have a plan or agenda, how do you want somebody to push it? So, like, here's one example. A couple years ago, the one thing that probably every activist and every kind of community group would say was body cameras, right? Body cameras were not a thing when we were, like, I don't even remember seeing a police officer wear a body camera when I was in high school, even when we all started at high. That was, like, not a thing. Mm-hmm. Body cameras are now largely in most major cities. Officers are legally required to wear them. And, and if not, and something happens, false is often assumed to be on the officer for not having something that they were supposed to. Mm-hmm. Time has passed and we've now realized body cameras do not cover the issue. They only make us see it in a different way, which still does not change the action. So now we're pushing the goalpost a little bit further. So I think like we have been organized. I think it's a matter of no one wants to. Can I ask a point of clarity real quick with that example? Because for me, that kind of proves to what I'm saying. If if everybody across the net, uh, uh, these organizers were, oh, we want body cameras. And then we somehow miraculously years later now is mandated that they have body cameras. Okay, what's next on the agenda? If body cameras aren't working, what's next? That's on, again, the organizers. How do you expect the police to solve a problem that they don't see as a problem? I don't think anyone's asking for the police necessarily to solve the problem, but I think at the end of the day, I don't know, Mackenzie, you try, man. I think at the end of the day, the message is clear and it's, the problem is that people don't want to listen to it and actually think of ways to do it. That to me is my view of the issue i don't think it's i don't think it's a messaging thing i mean you keep saying strategy but i mean like the strategy is like to noah's point it's always gonna also have to be up like it's gonna have to be redone with every new case if we really did um 
Y'all can't see Henry right now, but he, you in these shades and you just- <laughs> oh, I'm literally listening to you making eye contact. My eyes are swollen. That's why I won't take these shades off. Like, don't interrupt the conversation because you're saying, what What was your point? Because for me, I really, y'all, I keep saying, you said, you're, you pinpointed on like, oh, Henry, you keep saying strategy. I the do strategy, yeah, strategy you, I keep because, saying- simply because like me, I'm a- solution oriented person i guess right so like if we're if i'm gonna complain about something i'm gonna try to figure out how to get that something dealt with right so like we can that's why i personally don't go out to protest that's why i'd rather do this podcast chop it over my 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 friends to where i know our audience is tuning in i'm getting them to think about this in real time and hopefully motivating and inspiring them to come up with like, like feasible solutions because for me i know that i'm not the board member that's gonna be not the board the council member that's i don't want to run for council i don't want to sit and focus on how to get my uh police officers to you know stop shooting at black people that's not like my passion of work right so for me it's just the information and advocating to try something different so with that i say like Bro, the only thing us as Black people, my my opinion, my perspective on all the things that we go through, especially like police relations to our community, is if we don't come up with the solution, how will we put that burden on them? Because we've seen throughout history, through current times, et cetera, et cetera, they're like, they don't care. You I mean, I do feel like that, but you keep saying strategy and one strategy that people always talk about is to not send police officers in certain situations. I've I've seen people advocating for officers to not come with certain weapons if it's a situation that's not. But that was one of the things that was in the initiative and people okay. didn't vote for it. So, so that's it's not, it's, it's question a, it's not just strategy. There's definitely right. more than that. So, look, so what you just said is a bigger question than coming up with a strategy, because if they propose a strategy and then we see that they decline to accept said strategy, then what's the question at hand now? I mean, you know I, what I'm those are two different questions. If, if My bad, Noah, go ahead. I agree. And I think to only make matters more, and I think this is, I think what Mackenzie and I are saying is like, if this is always changing because we can advocate for a police officer not having guns. George Floyd was killed because someone put a knee on his neck. Like this is an ever so changing thing where it's like trying to find there's not just one solution there are a thousand things that need to be yeah and i even feel like you saying strategy like how do you prepare prepare for like it's like we're never ending ends of racism like we're missing each other well you just hit it on the head like that how i like whatever point always gonna be evolving right so like it always needs to be like a focal point it's just like for me my whole like just perspective on like civil rights, race relations as a whole, for real, is like since the civil rights, there's been no major like push of like equality for us as black people. So when we were knocking the iron hot and getting all of these rights, liberation, whatever you want to have it, and it dries up, people get wealthy, classism starts to persist, along with uh, like racism, it starts to kind of like become a convoluted self issue. So um, for me, that's just how I think about it. And with that, I feel like if black people, us, we have the issue, we have to figure out how to deal with the issue and like prepare it, like give them a plan, be like, here, that's how I feel. That's me personally. I think 
I think that actually very well to the next topic, um, which is Dave Chappelle. Um, How did it translate? You said something. <laughs> no, you said something that I think is very, very interesting. It's about empathizing with other groups that you do not identify as a part of, which I oh, think okay. I think is interesting. Um, so Chappelle dropped his recent, um, Chappelle and Netflix dropped their recent um, comedy special called The Closer. Um, Chappelle received a lot of attention for his uh, standup that focused heavily on the trans community. Uh, Netflix has faced internal pushback as employees have staged walkouts pressuring the streaming giant um, to take down their special for content that they deem as harmful. Um, Netflix has the CEO basically told them, F you, we're not taking it down. Um, Chappelle has also doubled down on his stance, which has created a larger conversation about censorship, freedom, and just kind of the jokes, quote unquote, that were allowed um, to make. So how do you guys feel about Chappelle's jokes and kind of like the larger kind of conversation that's involving kind of like the jokes, the trans community, but also kind of like it's weirdly turned into a thing about free speech, which I don't fully understand, but how do you guys feel? I mean, it is free speech, but I want to hear the fake progressive opinions first. Go ahead. Mackenzie, you know, you want me to go first or you, Mackenzie? Yeah, no, you go first. I think, I don't know. I just think it's all bullshit on Chappelle's part. And I think that it's very much so, I feel like it's inexcusable for us to first talk about how, okay, Chappelle talks about trans people as if there are not trans people who are black. And I think to me, that is my biggest sticking point in this in that Chappelle is always an advocate for black people without recognizing that trans black people, especially women, are the ones who are suffering the worst from this in terms of violence, homelessness, rape, sexual violence, domestic violence, all of this trans black people, especially women, are at the bottom of this. So I think to have these jokes is not only hurtful, but it's most hurtful and harmful to people who look like him and us. And I think that conversation, he does not understand that like at the intersection of race, it's not just like you're black or you're gay. There are people who are black and gay who are often suffering worse than me as a heterosexual black man and even worse than Mackenzie as a black woman. Like they are on the bottomest of the bottom of the totem pole. And I think for Chappelle to make a joke about something that has often resulted in death, I think that's something that he needs to be held accountable for. And I think that people often understand like the, okay, yeah, it's free speech, it's free speech. You're allowed to say what you want. No one is policing what you can say, but you then have to come to terms that your actions do have actual consequences that are actually terrible. No one's saying, okay, yeah, like, yeah, Chappelle should not say that. He has the right to say whatever the fuck he wants, but he also needs to know that, hey, bro, what you're saying is actually hurtful. And it's actually like, now people are thinking that trans jokes are okay when that actually results in people dying. And that's like a serious point, but like, that's what this is. It's a difference between, that's basically like a white person making a joke about a black person being killed. White people can laugh and think that's all buddy buddy, but at the end of the day, we're dying. And it's also punching down on a lower group. Not to say that, okay, yes, jokes are supposed to have a little, you know, jokes dance on that edge of acceptable and not. But there is an acceptable, especially if you claim yourself to be this social warrior, when at the end of the day, black people are getting hurt, killed and worse. And you kind of creating this funny joke about trans people, not knowing that trans people are really black or explaining that, that's really dumb. And he should be held accountable for that. That's so that. like, I, I'm not jumping in. Yeah, I just want to like 
ask a question that's probably going to start a conversation. So you said people aren't policing his words and he should have be held accountable. I think you're like, for me, misusing those words because like policing means you're like trying to control somebody and like, which in case people are trying to control what he's saying. I don't, people, I don't think people, I don't, I think that's totally different. I think people, people who use that term are often coming at it from a standpoint of they're, they're the word, they're the ones whose words are getting checked. No one's I mean, in their words. They're understanding, hey, you had this large microphone and you were actively saying something that is hurting people. I am now okay, holding like you That's where I'm saying like it's the difference between taking accountability for something because if he genuinely felt that what he said was hurtful, then yeah, take accountability for it. But if he don't care about it, then why is he going to like make an apology? That would just be one. I don't think anyone is, I don't think anyone is making him. They, I, I think that's. They are though. Like it do you, if you watch the conversation, people are pushing for him to like apologize and do all of this and that. But like, like if one, don't want to do that. Why do you care? I think one, he should. Okay. One, he should apologize for something that is overtly hurtful. But I think two. Even if he doesn't genuinely mean it. And then could go on and speak the same rhetoric again. I think that's- I guess that's also my issue with it as well, because we've been here before. Right. He does this on every special. That's what I'm like. I, what's- no, no, no. I'm not, but that's, I'm not in the same boat as you. I'm saying we've- I'm not you, saying we're in the said, same boat. You've said this, you've had your moment. You doing your free speech because he's done this all before. So now that you're doing it again, it's now like I knew you was ignorant or I knew that you was leaning into this. But now I definitely look at you crazy, Dave, because why do you continue to offend people? Why are you? Because at first I felt like when it first happened, I thought it was more. I didn't think. I kind of allowed it to be in my head to be, you know, he didn't know or like he didn't think it was going to land like that or whatever. But the fact that you're doing it again to me is saying that you didn't learn your lesson. You really don't. You truly don't care. And now you're being insensitive. And that's, you, my, that's, but that's, that's not, my that's point. not okay. That's not okay. I'm if not saying it's okay, me, Mackenzie. I'm asking you these questions to kind of uh, like prepare you for the line of like thinking that I'm on or rationale I have with this person. That's so like your rationale is just that he can say what he wants. Cause he, no, I'm not saying he can say what he want to get away with it. I am however saying that he does have the freedom of speech. And if you technically look at how people are like, telling him to stop saying this and uh, go apologize for this and et cetera, et cetera, that is technically policing. I'm literally just outlining what I would, y'all I, would, think. I wouldn't say that's policing. I, say, I guess I have a different a definition of it. But okay, I'm, so Mackenzie, Mackenzie, let me ask you a question. If your boss told you, you can't wear your hair like in a fro like that, put it in a ponytail. No, but the thing is, and I'm glad you brought this up about Netflix, right? About Netflix, because if anything... The, the employees at Netflix were being policed by Netflix itself. That's too, that too. That I'm not saying that like the, these people who are working for Netflix and they're like putting the content on the- uh, But I don't think service. that that's fair because I feel, I'm saying that to point that out because now you bringing that up, everyone's policed at the end of the day from what they're exactly. saying. Exactly, and that goes to like- So why is like, Dave being excluded from the critique? I'm not and he saying he be should be, but that was because literally the people my at, point. Let me, let me speak. The people at Netflix got fired for their speech. Why is people, why people, if Dave is saying something offensive, then I don't feel bad about him being reprimanded or policed because 
other people are being policed and losing their jobs. So why is Dave able to say what he want and not be reprimanded? And I, and right. I also, all of that goes to my first question to know when I said like, I, well, it wasn't a court question. It was more so like a statement. I think like the words police and being held accountable should not be used interchangeably. And like how he phrased some of the wording in which he like said his feel of how he felt, he used those words to me improperly, like, like, which what is, is why I stopped him. But I think when you say the word policing, I think first off, like, let's be frank. Dave Chappelle is not being policed. He is a very rich man who has the- Okay, power. so like, this is the like point, like the but brick of conversation No, go ahead. But I, all my thing is like, I think people say like, oh, my like my words are being like policed and I can't say like, th- like, okay, first off, yes, certain things we cannot say anymore. And like, that's not really policing speech. You can still say whatever the hell you want. I can go into my job or you can go into your job and Mackenzie can go into her job and say something anti-Semitic as hell and say it over and over again. That's her right, but guess what? Her company can say, guess what? We don't want that shit in here. So you gotta go. Right, so I'm not saying like, so this is, this this is the, so the trolling that's going on on social media where like, he, he shouldn't be saying this and all that, that stuff like that for me is like the policing of like the bigger conversation of, why he even thought to do this is because a rapper went on stage saying some ignorant stuff and like for me personally when I first watched it it was okay I want to like try to take this harsh topic and make it a joke to rationalize it because he tried in my opinion to basically say how can this community have more power to cancel somebody of this community, this other community. But then I I think that's, but that's a useful, that's a useful thing that I think Chappelle is then using to buy himself credibility, which I just- Right, so again, I think he tried to do something and fell at it, so let me like say that. But then to- He didn't do it. But to to Mackenzie's point, it's not about, there's no trans joke that's going to land well. Like there's like, there's really not. But that's what he's but, not but, understanding or he lacks the like empathy no, to I, care about I, because he keep, he, this is not the first time Dave Chappelle has made trans jokes. If you watch most of his recent special, he's done it before, right? So like- I guess, I guess what, can I have, can I stop you though? I'm sorry. But that's the problem to me. <laughs> that's what I was about why to Why are you still doing it? So you said when, when when you was like we not on the same boat. You was like we've been here before. That's what I was saying. Like we've been here before, right? But we've I feel like you're tra- you're saying it in a way where like he does it all the time. So what? We should give him a pass. No, because okay. I have a monotone like demeanor or to- like because I'm monotone and have a nonchalant demeanor does not mean I'm okay in his actions. Let me clarify. I am just, you know, making p- speaking points for people that may have different perspectives. I am also like trying to ensure that we're not like using language improperly. And also, but like, I would say, Henry, like in, in this example, because I think clearly you're, I think your big thing is the like policing versus accountability and how we react. Right. Because does Net- Netflix have the power to like remove the special? Yes. Have they? No. So like, that's the people you should be talking to 
Because clear that what why I keep saying like the Dave Chappelle thing is like we know this person, we know what they're gonna do. Why would we expect something different? You can't really change him, he's done it before. That's my that's kind of like my point with the McKenzie saying, like, we've been here before. Okay, we know this person makes these jokes. Y'all keep giving him the platforms to do it. You need to go after the bigger fish here, bro. Like Going out to Dave Chappelle, what does that do in real time? That's not holding him accountable. Holding him accountable, we getting a check taken away. From I don't him. agree. Okay. I don't agree. Okay, it's but we can disagree. We can move on it. Structurally, Dave Chappelle can still sell out a show tomorrow. Netflix is one stream of income, but right. So again, how do you cancel somebody who is technically in charge of their own business? Stop using the word, stop using the word cancel. Dave Chappelle has been blessed by Netflix and Viacom. No one's canceled. No, like right. No, so again, no, no, no. if you, if the powers that may be keep giving him the platforms to do this, why are you going off to the entity that like he don't control them platforms? Both. I mean, I just I never lean into the thought that just because somebody else is doing it or everybody's doing it and they're getting away with it, it's okay. Like that's not um, what I'm saying. So don't confuse my words. But you're saying that, okay, because a corporation is backing him. And like, I understand your, I do understand your point. You're saying, hey, we need to go after Netflix. Yes, and people are doing that. But I think also at the end of the day, Dave Chappelle is probably what the most well-known comedian in the country, maybe the world. And your words have power. No one's, Dave Chappelle could do that on Hulu. He could do that on Netflix. He can do that anywhere. And they should okay, help so help like you're help. hitting my point. If nobody gives him a platform and he has to go independently do it, then like that's his will. own rank, bro. And he will. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so like, how can you stop that, Noah? Please tell me. By holding, by I'm, and I think okay, you're gonna say hold him accountable, and I'm gonna need an actionable thing to hold him accountable before you just right it. now. It's just a buzzword. It's really a buzzword right now. I think you get triggered by someone saying that someone should be held accountable and then wanting an actionable step towards that when it's a longer process. Like, yes, holding Chappelle accountable is people not going to his shows, but some people actually believe the shit that he says. So granted, if you want to answer that says, what can I do? Hey, I just want to, maybe me, I just want people to let people know that, hey, what Chappelle is doing is wrong and it actually results in- Hey, I feel you, but I just hate how we keep using these like, like, hold it accountable hold it accountable how are we holding somebody accountable tell me how please because tweeting somebody all day that that has a certain amount of power and Dave Chappelle clearly don't care so you need to go be tweeting Netflix emailing Netflix start campaigns on Netflix Hulu whoever giving the platform because we've seen time and time again Dave Chappelle not changing bro that's like Boosie I think Boosie not finna change I think that you're I think that you're not giving enough credence to the fact that people are doing both. And that hey, I, 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 I'm not saying they're not. All I am saying is I personally, like this Dave Chappelle thing and like you brought up the conversation, made it a conversation, so I'm giving you my response. I don't think Dave Chappelle like should be the one go- going after right now. If it's a conversation, it should be a conversation on why are these platforms still <clears throat> enabling him to do so? That that's that's where I'm at with it because we've seen time and time again that he's gonna do what he wanna do, but time and time again the platforms keep giving him the, the, the like, space and opportunity to do it. So it's like, um, hmm, what's the bigger fish here? You know, Dave yeah. Chappelle. I think Viacom. Dave Chappelle Viacom. I think Viacom is like one of the biggest media companies out of the big six. 
via via whatever i'm from the south you know we pronounce stuff different we can go to the big facts now i think that answer henry is largely the chicken or the egg some people say the chicken comes first others say the egg depends on who you are. there you go tomato tomato whatever henry talk about whatever medicine <laughs> no, hold on no i'm sorry i just jumped a whole section we might have to cut some stuff with that this conversation has been long um henry i'll let you lead the big fact um big fact there was a concert held in houston Put on by Travis, um, damn. Scott's. My mind just went blank for some reason. Your mind is still at Astro World. Who went to Astro World? Um, but anyway, there was this concert held in Houston by, um, Travis Scott. This would be the third annual. The concert started in like 2019, 2018. Um. This time it got a little rowdy. There were eight deaths reported and several injuries. Um, there have been 14 class actions that have emerged um, from this event. And there's been a lot of conversation on social media as to like him purposely doing it and not really caring about it. And this is what he does. And just a lot of conversations um i may or may not have been at this event now i'm just not playing God i would actually jesus christ <laughs> bro you need to calm down please don't put nothing on me that i don't want to put on my not just playing anyway i was at astro world this weekend um it was an interesting time i did not foresee what i had like went into I will say that I, um, yeah, I don't know. My perspective of all of it, it was a lot, bro. Like, it was very hectic. It was a lot of people. It was like 50,000 reported to be there. But honestly, I would maybe say it was more. I don't know. There have been, like, alleged reports online of people, like, injecting people with drugs. I personally don't have any, like, witness to that um people were definitely storming gates but like that's typical for a travis scott concert which doesn't necessarily help being that he does have like a history or he has been arrested for inciting riots but like me being a i guess person that was actually at the festival i will say that he attempted to be as responsible in the moment as possible um at whole like the organizers who were assumingly himself in live nation like i can only say they should have maybe provided more water stations because i personally only seen like three major ones uh i can't really comment on security other than the fact that whoever hired this security, they hired like a third party company. You could tell it wasn't like the official staff of whatever like uh, venue they were using. Um, and like EMTs, I would just say they were definitely there because I've seen a f like few of them in positions myself, but the crowd control was like terrible and speaking like to like go into the crowd i've been to music festivals live nation has thrown bigger music festivals so like 
me personally, like perceiving everything that went on, I would say the crowd was much younger. This was like high schoolers and college freshmen, sophomores for real. So like when you just think about it, 90% of these people like consume jewels. And I've seen a lot of jewels being consumed at like the fest. And that product has been known to like, you know, cause heart attacks and seizures and all that stuff. So when you combine that little, you know, habit of whatever with underage drinking properly, drugs to whatever, and then like it was body heat. Cause I guess when I get to my like other part of like my experience, um, like they do these rave mosh pit things, I guess, like where people just crowd up and push each other very aggressively and like you're jumping around and screaming and throwing beer cans. It's, it's crazy. But people like they raves happen like regularly. And I, I've never heard of nobody dying at them. So I, I could be speak, misspeaking. I don't know. But point that was going on a lot. So like earlier in the day, I did like get into like a main mosh pit where I was in the front and like I had to defend myself as to why I have these glasses on. But um, yeah, I fell face forward and three people were on my head and <laughs> who I may or may not have to body a few folks because I wasn't about to be taken down. So with that being said, like it was, it was crazy, man. Like I was having a hard time breathing and I had my mask on the only person with my mask <laughs> to be honest. I was the only person with my mask. Um, I did get vaccinated. So like, don't worry about that. Um, I haven't felt any symptoms of like being sick or anything. So I can't say COVID got spread. They did make you provide like a negative test that had to be within 24 hours or 72 hours I'm at. And then, um, or your vaccination card. So yeah, that's my take on it. Yeah. I guess my question is where does very large festivals kind of go from here just because I think that this this is not normal and I think that like I I mean I don't know if music festivals will change I think that they're generally very combustible for stuff like this and I think music festivals as a whole are dangerous right yeah and I think I, I mean for me I wonder if more places are going to at least or more cities are at least going to start saying, hey, we're only going to give you 15,000 people, or hey, we're... But that, that's what I suspect to happen. I think um, they just the put... Serious capacity limits. Yeah, they're just going to put limit limitations on it, and maybe like an age limit or something, because, <clears throat> excuse me, like we, again, there has been bigger festivals rolling, and if we think about it, we're off the brick of COVID, right? There hasn't been any, like, large things of you know what i'm saying like this happening the only thing we had was like rolling loud so this was like another test of can it work and if you combine all that like combusted like just energy like you've been in the house not doing nothing for that amount of time this is your first time like being able to like have some type of normalcy that energy also may have played a part into it um i don't know it was just it was different and again, I'm I, I'm gonna just say like I personally feel like it was the crowd, like <clears throat> it was too many young people because uh, even like 
other people like me and my friends are talking to that went and we seen like out or whatever you know how like at big festivals typically like if somebody's passing out or overheated or whatever or trying to get out you'll like kind of move or help them or pick you know what i'm saying help help them out like there's kind of crowd etiquette there was no crowd etiquette like if somebody passed out you was getting trampled like nobody cared so i guess also I my question is what um what responsibility or culpability should Travis Scott have? Um, so he promised refunds. He reneged on his day in Vegas performance. Is he like plausible for murder? No, that's not his fault. He's not the reason you died, bro. Is he like plausible for inciting a riot? I personally don't think so because I like bro stopped multiple times to like try to get uh ERs and all of that to like stuff that he could see um um my take on that though I think it is tricky though because um inciting violence with words I don't like if he has this reputation because I I think it's just going to be tricky because it's kind of like and I hate to compare it and please call me out if I'm wrong but just how people were looking at Trump's speech and how he his words kind of incited violence but like it really wasn't his fault but if you are creating this environment that's super charged and super you do need to be held accountable to some extent that's all yeah and i I don't think it helps not i mean i don't think anything i mean like most things nothing's really going to happen to him but i mean i think it doesn't help his case that in the past to your point henry like you you know eloquently put like he's been arrested for inciting violence. I think that's like, it just establishes a paper trail for any lawyer of like, hey, you know, this person has- That's what it becomes, my bad, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I just think it's just, it's too easy to connect dots, not to say that Travis Scott is totally at fault. I mean, I think he's partly at fault as, you know, both the event manager or host and just having his name stapled on it doesn't, you know, that's just not good for him, (laughs) but- I mean, you know, I think the financial culpability he's going to have to eat. And I think we'll just see what happens with the lawsuits. But I think it'll be certainly easy for, I think, a lawyer to connect habit <laughs> and responsibility. That's literally I mean, what it is. Like, but yeah, it's going to be it's a money game. Like, I really think like people going to get paid off. You move on like because, yeah, yeah, they should but, as they should. <laughs> I mean, they should get a large sum of money. Mm-hmm. not like that's happening at but the thing is too never mind because no, then i'm what not so it's one of the like people that uh unfortunately passed this weekend was a 10 year old and my issue is gonna sound messed up but why is the 10 year old there yes and i see multiple kids there that like i see kids in videos too so like it was just confusing like it was very confusing like the crowd was very younger that's all i'm gonna say like it just was yeah and i think that's mainly probably a battle of just public opinion of why why was a 10 year old there but then i think they could easily flip it and say a 10 year old was allowed no one turned us away there was no age capacity or there was no age limit or age cap that you had to hit 
which I think would then probably tie into a larger narrative about lack of planning or lack of kind of organizational structure involved in events. So when like, does it, it festival have an age they should. Uh, minimum on it? I feel like Made in America is definitely 21 and up. I don't know. I, I'm well, just... I, I know uh, Punk is, but like, that's just on a totally different way. Um, but yeah. Music Festival to trash. Um, moving on, Henry, I'm going to give you two minutes to explain this metadata thing. Bro, you're not putting me on a time limit. <laughs> what is wrong with y'all today? This episode's going <laughs> long in the tune. <laughs> I'm just playing. I don't I'm, know what this is. I'm reading it now. No, like metadata... It's really like a, I mean, just here's what's coming. Like the in, the 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 powers that may be are attempting to evolve the internet, uh, make it more of a like virtual reality space. The coin, the term, was first coined by Neil Stevenson in 1992 in like a novel called Snow Crash, which basically he defined it as a med, an imaginary place that. <clears throat> May, that's made available to the public over the worldwide fiber optics network and projected through virtual reality glasses. Um, he did an interview with New York Magazine in which he kind of like went ham <laughs> on Mark uh, Zuckerberg because basically he's saying that Mark Zuckerberg only did the meta thing because his, uh, Facebook was coming under fire and um, they've been like for so long attempting to figure out how to essentially maximize their profits. Um, because when you think about tech companies and tech giants, they have products, right? Facebook isn't necessarily a product, it's a service. Uh, so when you analyze the track of their like products, they've tried the Facebook phone, they've tried the portal. And he's basically saying in that article, they're investing like tens of billions of dollars into something called a Oculus. O-C-U-L-U-S. Anywho, um, basically, it's supposed to be like some type of widget or something that you can purchase and it projects, again, a virtual reality. Uh, he doesn't think it's going to work, but this has always been a push for like, you know, tech giants and people of such nature. Uh, and the idea is maybe assumingly manifesting itself being in like nike file for seven trademarks to start basically distributing virtual um shoes clothes merchandise and steve madden is coming up with their own verse and then there's a tv show called alter ego which presumably does this same thing um and it all kind of goes down to like virtual currency and nfts and stuff like that to where basically everything is digitized um, and you can make money off of it. That concludes our business roundtable conversation. <laughs> <laughs> business Insider, come next up for Henry's Corner, all the insides of business and tech. <laughs> next up, uh, we have Death Row and uh, Biden. So last week, Oklahoma's Pardon and Parole Board recommended clemency to Julius Jones, who is scheduled to be executed on November 18th for a murder in 1999. He says that he did not commit. He is currently one of seven people who is facing execution in Oklahoma over the next six months. Uh, if carried out, Jones will be the first uh, state, Jones will be Oklahoma's first execution since 2015 after they basically had two wrongful um, executions that then caused a five-year stay. So basically Oklahoma was killing the wrong person 
and they had to put a pause on that. And for some reason, they're looking to go right back. Um, what struck me as interesting um, is that during the 2020 campaign, Biden pledged to end the federal death penalty that we had under Trump and that we talked about last year, whenever it did happen. Um, he has been quiet on the matter since, even if he did step in and say that um, the federal government will no longer do executions, that would not stop um, the current execution that is scheduled for Julius Jones, since that's a state matter. Um, but I find it interesting that he has at least not thrown in his weight into the matter, which I think is a larger problem and something that we will keep everyone out for. Um, I don't know if anyone has anything else to add on that. There it is. The Braves won the World Series! <laughs> Anyways. Did you go to the parade? I was at Asher World. Oh. <laughs> I heard they sped through the parade. Yeah, bro, the bus driver was going like 30 yeah. miles. <laughs> Dead jump in like five minutes. Well, this was funny, man. Go look up that team roster and then you'll, you'll laugh. Why? Just for white people or something? Anyways. The silence says volumes. Amar uh, uh, Aubrey uh, trial. Some pivot from the Atlanta Braves to Ahmad Aubrey's trial. So this week, uh, his trial will be held in Georgia this week um, over his killings that was by two white men in the neighborhood. I think that is just worth keeping an eye out for, and we will see what happens. Um, I don't know. I think there's a trial starting this weekend. I don't know how fast it'll move because who knows how slow or fast these things work. But we will see and keep everyone posted. And I'm sure whenever they come out with a decision, we will then be there to discuss. See, that's uh, funny talk about what a flip from World Series to uh, my Aubrey been like the trial. That that that's Georgia in a song. Good night, folks. <laughs> Tune in. <laughs> what a close by Henry. Everybody, this has been episode number 78 of the What's Really Going On podcast. As always, Noah Henry and Mackenzie here. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WRGO Pod. Be sure to check out our website, what's really going on pod.com. I think I got that right. Be sure to check out all of our streaming platforms that includes Apple Music, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and now iHeartRadio. Search us up. We are there. Thanks, everybody.